morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be exceedingly glad in it. My name is Anthony Moore, and I serve as the senior pastor of Carolina Church, and I am grateful for another opportunity to greet you all and to be in the land of the dying on my way to the land of the living. Thank you so very much for your presence and being a part of this. I want to jump right into our lesson. Let me thank um, Pastor Bessie Hayes for, Associate Pastor Bessie Hayes, for filling in for me on last week. I do want you all to um, pull your notes from where I left off with you, and we were dealing with this whole idea about our conscience, about our conscience as I wanted to make sure that we have a frame of reference for how our conscience work and how it's supposed to work. And so if you would get your notes for me, I want to pick up and continue our discussion on that as we're preparing ourselves to intercede on behalf of those persons who need us to pray for them. In the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 24, verse 16, that's Acts 24, verse 16, as we continue, and I will make sure that we have a little review to make sure we're all on the same page. On Acts 24, in Acts 24, verse 16, it says, I strive always, I strive always to keep my conscience clear before God and man, before God and man. Conscience um, is what gives you and I the ability to evaluate our own thoughts and desires. It's the ability to discern, discern what is right and wrong, and to distinguish between what is good and what is best. So let me go over that again. Conscience gives us the ability to evaluate our own thoughts and desires, to discern what is right and wrong, and to distinguish between what is good and what is best. Now, it, to help us get a handle on how conscience and um, how conscience and um, um, works, I, I gave the illustration on last week, uh, a week before last, rather, about an alarm clock. A good alarm clock does two things. A good alarm clock does two things. It stays quiet when you ought to be asleep, and it makes noise when you need to wake up. We established that on last week. A good alarm clock um, is how we, how we, in fact, illustrated the conscience that we have. It stays quiet when, it should be, when we should be asleep, and it makes noise when we need to wake up. And this is how your your conscience is supposed to work. It's the same thing. It's the same kind of um, 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 illustration. It's it's how your conscience is supposed to work. When you're on the right path, 
a good conscience will be at peace. According to Colossians 3.15, it says in Colossians 3.15, and let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Now, so, so, so when you're on the right path, a good conscience will be at peace. But when you are tempted towards the wrong path, a good conscience should sound the alarm. The problem, however, with conscience is that like every other part of our soul, it has been dismembered by sin. So like an alarm clock, your conscience can malfunction and stay silent when it ought to be going off. Okay? Um, your conscience can be malfunctioned because of sin. And all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Now, let, let me show you all this corrupt conscience in Titus chapter 1, verse 15. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are corrupt and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. That's Titus chapter 1, verse 15. To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. So acting against your conscience will bring a change in your inner life. It will change how your conscience functions because a corrupt conscience approves the wrong things. It approves the wrong things. Okay? Um, it's important for us to grasp that the conscience is corrupt whenever a person acts against it, and especially it becomes more corrupt over time. When a person's conscience is corrupt over time, it becomes what's called seared, S-E-A-R-E-D. S-E-A-R-E-D, becomes seared. And the more we sin, the more our conscience becomes seared. Um, just with, with uh, And that's you, you can look at that. That's, I talked about that last week in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. In the, in, and let me just kind of illustrate this for you all. Um um, in the ancient world, doctors would use a hot iron to cauterize the wound. Um, it 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 it's hardly you know bears thinking about, but but this is what they would use as a um, anesthetic um, to kind of numb. If you if you had a wound and the bleeding could not be stopped, your best hope was the hot iron pressed on your flesh. Now, once you recovered from the pain, you would discover that the bleeding had stopped, but you also would find that you had lost all feeling in the area that had been seared. The hot 
hot iron killed off the nerves so that you no longer had feeling where the iron had been applied. This is what Paul says in Ephesians 4.19. In Ephesians 4.19, Paul says, that's how it is with some people's conscience. They have been seared as with a hot iron because the conscience has lost all sensitivity to the mind and will of God. And whenever that happens, you all, whenever that happens, a person can lie, they can cheat, they can steal without their conscience raising any kind of objection. They feel no guilt because their conscience has been seared. Has been seared. As as, um, Paul was on the road to, to, to Damascus, that's exactly what um, Saul of Tarsus thought. Um, he wasn't worried about doing something wrong. He wasn't worried about that. And and what happened was when God arrested him, it it caused his con- his um, conscience to come back into alignment. So the seared conscience is called calls evil good and good evil. That's what a seared conscience will do. It'll, it'll call evil good, and it'll call good evil. That's Isaiah five and twenty. So the question that's that's before us today, and let me just kind of I want to kind of start with this. I want to just leap into this because I want you all to know the question is how do we how do we how do how, how do we get and keep a good conscience? How do we do that? How do we how do we get and keep a good conscience? Remember I told you that we we should always strive to keep our conscience clear before God and man. That's Acts 24:16, okay? So, if a conscience has become corrupt so that it is no longer functioning correctly, how can it become pure? How can it if a conscience has become seared, it has become insensitive, like thick skin. How can it be made sensitive? If it loses its nerves, y'all, the question is, how can a good conscience um, become sensitive again to the will and the ways of God? Well, I want you to please get this. A good conscience is powered by the Spirit. So if I take the batteries out of my alarm clock, it will not work. It is also set by the Word, and it's cleansed by the blood of Jesus. A good conscience is powered by the Spirit. But a good conscience is also set by the Word. Of God, and it's cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Y'all not listening to me. A good conscience is powered by the Holy Spirit, but it's also set by the Word of God, and it's cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. Let me do this, you all. Give me, give me a moment, a minute. I want to work through this for a minute, and I'll pick up here next week um, if the Lord delays His coming. A good conscience is powered by 
the Holy Spirit. Let me kind of work through that for just a moment. If you look at John 16, verse 8, John 16, verse 8, when he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. Okay? That's John 16 and 8, because a good conscience is powered by the Holy Spirit. So Jesus is speaking about the Holy Spirit when he talks about this in John 16 and 8. When he comes, when he begins working in your life, what you can expect is that the Holy Spirit awakens our conscience. When the Holy Spirit comes, he, uh, he awakens you to reality. And Jesus described that reality in three ways. He says sin, righteousness, and judgment. Sin, righteousness, and judgment. I'll pick up here. I got more to give you, y'all. Sin, righteousness, and judgment. Jesus is speaking about the Holy Spirit when, when he comes, when he begins working in your life. What you can expect is that he will awaken our conscience. And whenever the Holy Spirit comes, he awakens you up, waken us up to a reality. And Jesus describes that in three ways, sin, righteousness, and judgment. That's John 16 and 8. John 16 verse, when he comes, he will convict the world of guilt in regard to sin and righteousness and judgment. Listen, I'll pick up here. I'll give some more uh, explanation for this um, on next week. The Lord delays is coming, but I want to make sure you all had this on today. I need us to have our conscience in a proper alignment with God. Now, listen, I need you all to help me to pray today um, for persons who need our prayers, persons who need our prayers. We're praying for um, Larry Thomas and Jackie Thomas. We're praying for Cassandra Roberts. Um, we're praying for Petrina. We're praying for um, Michelle Norman. Um, I'm sorry, we're praying for the family of Deacon Ruby Dixon, um, whose relative transitioned home to be with the Lord. We're praying for that family today. Um, prayer for Teresa in Puerto Rico, we're praying. Uh, we're praying for the family of Bessie Pringle. Um, for those of you who may not know, uh, Mother Bessie Pringle transitioned to be with the Lord. And so we want to pray for that family. We're praying for Mary Davis, for Deacon Evelyn Mack, and Sister Martina Baxter, for Associate Pastor Talia White. We're praying today for Velda Jones and Sister Gaylene Musgrove. We're praying today. For Mary Irvin, we're praying. For Yvonne, um, um, Brother Roger Jackson and his family, we'll continue prayer for Chantal Russell. I want to ask you all today to pray for Barry Hayes on today. We're praying for Barry. Uh, we're praying for all of you who need prayer, and, and Pastor doesn't have your name, but God has your name. We're praying today. I need you all to be mindful and to be in prayer for those persons. I also lift your lift you up today in prayer. All right, Father, we thank you today for the privilege of being able to come to you in prayer. We thank you, God. We thank you. Um, we thank you for creating us with a conscience. And God, we already know that our DNA has been stamped by Adam 
And because of that, we are sinners by nature, God. Thank God for your Holy Spirit. We thank God for being able, God, to, in fact, be renewed in our minds, be renewed in our hearts, and be renewed in our spirits. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that comes alongside and helps us to navigate through life effectively. Now, God, we need you, and as you can tell, we are living in a culture where good has become evil, and evil has become good. God, we're we're living in a world where they're calling right wrong and wrong right. And Lord, we already know that we, we need your Holy Spirit. We need your Holy Spirit to awaken our conscience, to awaken our conscience, God, to awaken our conscience to sin, to what it is, and awaken our conscience to righteousness. And to make us aware and awaken our conscience to judgment. Lord, we we need you. We need you. We need you. We, we want to ask you, God, while we are dealing with our conscience, we want to ask you, God, f- please forgive us of our, of our sins, Father. We, we know that there are many. They are many. Please forgive us of our sins and renew within us a right spirit. God, cleanse us. You, you said in your word that you would, that if we ask for forgiveness, you would cleanse us of all unrighteousness and renew within us a right spirit. God, we, 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 we pray for forgiveness on today. Forgive us, God, and help us to see as you see and help us to feel as you feel and understand as you understand. God, this is our prayer. This is our prayer. Would you heal the land and heal our families and heal our bodies and heal our minds and heal our consciousness, God? I pray, God, for healing for those who are on this call today. In the name of Jesus, God, you do it for us, and we'll give you all the praise, glory, and honor, God. I promise you. I promise you. As a matter of fact, we'll do it in advance. Because we already know, God, you cannot lie. You are a man, a God, who keeps his word. So, Lord, we pray now in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, you all, I can't wait to get back to you so we can continue our conversation on this whole idea about a good conscience being powered by the Holy Spirit. Now, I've given you some principles today. I hope I've caused you to have an awareness about your own conscience. On your mark, get set, let's grow. I need y'all to have a great day on purpose. Go in peace. Love you all much.